everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 167, two away Steve from a good one, for the week of November 30th, 2020. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. I'm one of those people, Steve. I'm realizing now that our game's announced and people are talking a little That's bit right. about it. That's kind of cool. You're one of those people that we talk about. And actually, I, I did the post up on the site for your game, and I... I, our names are so similar. I had to be like, Stephen works on this game, but the other Stephen doesn't, and we're and wrote this. No, article. okay. So for those who don't know, Steve is P H E N. I'm P H A N, but we call him Steve. We call me Stephen. No one's ever been confused by this arrangement ever. That's not true. Canadian Game Devs is of course supported by our amazing patrons over. At patreon.com slash devs. If you back us there, you get Discord perks, two-day early access to the show, game giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, rest in peace events, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game dev scene. And as we've been doing for the past several weeks, I want to plug all the Indigenous supports across Canada. These are at the top of the show notes on YouTube or podcast apps, wherever you're listening. Land Back Lane in Ontario, uh, they're fighting for an injunction to ban... Everyone, except for law enforcement, I think I should reread it before I say that, from entering the in-question land. The Wet'suwet'en and BC are, of course, always looking for resources to help fight. The pipeline being jammed across their land by our uh, purportedly economically, I mean, ecologically conscious Prime Minister JT, and the Mi'kmaq out here in Nova Scotia who are having their lobster traps dug up by white terrorists and law enforcement and their ship burned down and their tires spiked and their vans set on fire and just generally being harassed. So if you're sick of all this bullshit like me, check out the supports in the show notes. How you doing, Steve? Doing all right. I, That's good. I'm finding because I, I think cause it gets dark at like five o'clock or whatever mm-hmm. this, this week, like, Pre, we pretty much went to bed at like nine o'clock every single night this week. Like just so exhausted. Um, that's not a bad thing. It's good to get your full night's sleep. That's fair. Especially I mean, this was more infant. than. Yeah, I mean, because we we had it, we've had it pretty good. Sophia has been like going to bed around seven seven thirty and uh, the dream. Sleep, sleeping until like seven seven thirty eight. That's um, a full twelve hours. Yeah, today is not one of those days though. She didn't take her nap, and so she mm. didn't really have a nap until five o'clock. She woke up around five thirty. Mm. Well, we'll see. But we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We will also see about getting some of these listeners' jobs, Steve. Uh, of course, we put all these jobs up on the site CanadianGamedevs.com/jobs, but we also put them out here on the show. Uh, Canuck Play in Peterborough, Ontario, still looking for a Unity game developer, uh, senior and non-senior, uh, character technical animator, and a three D modeler. Uh, of course coming hot off the heels of Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2020 for PS4, Xbox One, coming soon to PS5 and Series X, and they're starting work on their next project, which we are both quite excited about. Uh, Mm -hmm. These are in-studio in Peterborough, Ontario, so got to be able to get there if possible. Also, Stormy Shore in Paradise, Newfoundland. So looking for a designer, this is open to remote work. If you want to be a designer on their first upcoming project, you should check that out. Hardsuit Labs, non-Canadian studio in Seattle, Washington, is looking for a lead game designer and can support remote work as well as a TN visa for the right candidate. They're working on a very exciting project, uh, Vampire Masquerade 2, I think, which I often like to joke 
the main character looks like Rami Ismail, the famous indie game developer, and he jokes about that too, and I find it humorous. Sleeping Giants in Toronto, of course, looking for an animator. If you can animate things and you want to work at a cool studio, remote to start, hopefully back in the office, whenever, you know, whenever at this point, it's just TBD future. You should check out that job. Once again, animator at Sleeping Giants. All of these are, of course, up on the site, CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs, and we report them in our Discord where you should go hang out. And other people who don't pay us to talk about their jobs also advertise their work and look for collaborators. So that's a good place to be. Ain't that mm-hmm. right, Steve? It, it is. I haven't checked on the Discord stats in a while, by the way. Me no, neither. We, we, I noticed one of the icons changed <clears throat> to rules is now like a book with a check mark on it instead of like the little hashtag the channel did. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if that was like an update to Discord because well, that's our rules channel. I know the the how the announcements, job postings, and news has the little megaphone. It's because mm. now someone in their Discord could like ha- like have those posts automatically posted. Because someone actually messaged me being like, "Oh, is there a way where we can get the job postings just automatically posted in our Discord?" Like it's like a feature, mm-hmm. and um, so I did that. So I think I forget what they call it. It's just like cross Discord announcement or something like that. But yeah, I'm just noticing that about the rules now. I wonder if it just like knows. It knows. I set that up as our rules page. So when you first join our Discord, it's like, please go read these before posting. All right, Steve, we got two weeks of news to talk about. We took a week off last week. It was a bit busy for you and me. So yeah, we've been bi-weekly for a bit, about a month now, but mm. we've still got uh, a slew of news and wish lists to get through for the people. Because what is the show for Steve, but for the people? First up, uh, in typical 2020 fashion, another game has been delayed. Studio MDHR in Toronto, and I realized a couple uh, developers out west. I think. I think uh, Edmonton. Oh, was I was thinking Saskatchewan. Was it? No. Well, they're somewhere out west. It's all one <laughs> big thing. West of and us. Certainly west of you. The, the delay is until 2020, or no? It's just indefinitely, I believe. Yeah, I don't think they set a new date. Don't set a date. It's fine. You're you could you could work on this DLC for the next ten years and not run out of money, probably. So yeah, just you know, do it. Uh, they said with the delicious last course, great name for a DLC, uh, a continuation of Cuphead and Meg- Mugman's Grand Mega Man. Wow, Freudian slip there. Grand Adventure. It's also a conclusion to the story that began on that fateful day in the Devil's Casino. In true Studio MDH, MDHR fashion, we aren't content for this final chapter to be anything less than our best work. Throughout development, we've challenged ourselves to put everything we learned from making Cuphead into the quality of the DLC's animation, design, and music. Uh, meeting this standard has been extremely challenging amid the global pandemic that has affected so many of our fellow developers. Rather than compromise on our vision, we've delayed until we are confident it will delight the Cuphead community. Uh, blah, blah, blah. With our warmest regards, Chad and Jared, <laughs> Mord, Mold, Mold and Howard. Great. Yeah, take your time. There's no there's no rush. Yeah, exactly. Who I To be honest, I, Cuphead just came out to PS4 a couple months ago, right? I forgot they were even doing DLC. Um, so I I'm mean, excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too, but... Like, the delicious last course was revealed at E3 2018. <laughs> what? Yeah. Holy shit. The game took like... Four years from announcement to release. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. Yeah, it was. That was like, that was um, considered like not vaporware, I guess, but just sort of development hell because it was just so 
Let's see. I'm, tr- I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. To see it was intense. Where... They were like every level was like thousands of individual frames of hand-drawn animation they scanned in, and they changed up their process partway through and hired a whole bunch of people. And then they were like, "Hey, let's do a 30-piece <laughs> jazz band and get it all orchestrated." And and it just like ballooned and ballooned, and they just kept getting more money to make it, so they kept making it bigger. It, so was, it was originally only like like eight or nine bosses, right? Yeah. I th- um, yeah. I believe so. So the original game was shown at E3 2014. Holy. Uh, came out 2017. And then came out 2017. So that's actually September, not Wait, September 23rd? Did I get that? Uh, 29th. Damn it. All right. I'm usually pretty good at that. And then was released. And then, yeah, then the DLC. So it came out September 29th, 2017. Then the next E3, the DLC was shown. And mm-hmm. then that was delayed. It's been ported pretty much to everything, including uh, Tesla's. <laughs> um, you. There you go. Your boy. And Elon. Uh, <laughs> I think you can only play like the first level or something like that. It's just like a demo. But yeah, it's on PC, Xbox, Switch, PS4. PS4. So if you haven't played it yet, I would recommend playing it. It's awesome. And yeah, I like DLC, to see. Just take your time. I Every time I talk about this game, I want to bring up... I talked to MediaLex, and I'm never satisfied with their answer for why there's no assist mode. And... I think that was a dumb decision, but I'm not the maker of Cuphead, so. No what mode? I asked Jared, yeah, no, Chad, one of them, about um, why I was like, the game's incredibly inaccessible to the, a lot of players. I have friends who want to get into it, but can't. Um, I was like, did you ever look at an assist mode like Celeste or other games mm, that you know let you adjust the settings? And he was like, well, like as a director of a game, it'd, it'd be like if I was making a horror movie, I wouldn't give the audience the option to you know watch it as a comedy. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. And yeah, I mean, you met. just got to look at Celeste and and uh, even uh, what was the Way of the Passive Fist mm-hmm. and um, Last of Us did this as well, where you can mm-hmm. like it's not just like reducing the difficulty now you can like reduce a different kind of thing so you can like reduce the amount of enemies you face or reduce this their speed they're just their speed or maybe just their damage things like that um so there's more i mean accessibility is like really taking some leaps forward so hopefully in the delicious last course we see some of that because you won't you won't you won't. i think they're... i don't know xbox is like at the forefront of a lot of that stuff Gears 5, yeah but it's like... not it's not an xbox decision like they are yeah, such true. auteurs about this at least the feeling i get talking to a bunch of developers on this project shout out to kezia uag and they want that tight creative control that i don't think it'll be any different than cuphead in terms so it's of annoying because you can have both right it's like when nintendo when like nintendo would release like a multiplayer game would be like hey is there online to this and be like we're focusing <laughs> on the couch like multiplayer experience i'm like you can have both <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's possible <laughs> anywho i'm excited for the last the delicious last course. Delicious. Oh, I get it. Delicious last course DLC. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's oh that's funny. You're anyway, fired. next bit of news this week. A uh, game we're both pretty excited about. Former yes. wish list this feature unto the end from uh, what do you expat? Is that the word when you live somewhere other than the country you were born? Uh, is it expat? What's an expat? Expat. I don't know. Expatriate is a person temporarily or permanently residing in a country other than that country person's upbringing. Yes. So Canadian expats living in California, a husband and wife couple making unto the end finally has a release date of December 9th on PlayStation 4, Steam, Xbox, Stadia, and coming to Nintendo Switch December 17th, a week later, (coughs) a little over a week later. 
uh, we've both been very interested in this game. I've mm-hmm. loved every trailer I've seen. The developer's been super nice talking to us on Twitter, and I've loved following their progress. They, yeah. In the announcement on PlayStation Blog, it shows them like traveling to Iceland, where they like drew some inspiration for the game's atmosphere and you get that in the vistas like you look at the picture in this blog post it's this woman like standing on the edge of this huge snowy vista and then right below it is a gif of like a snowy vista yeah so that's cool yeah i uh and i remember when we first discussed this game they said it'd be on game pass but there's no thing about game pass like in these announcements or whatever so you know i guess tbd salt tbd yeah but I'm excited for this. This game looks it looks so smooth and cool and just uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped about this. this. Also, check out this PlayStation blog post if you're a listener. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, the um, hand drawn like concepts for the levels and stuff. They have pictures. I'm interested in. They, they show gifs of like the hit boxes and how they're doing the, the animations and stuff. It's it's really really cool. I love when they show a lot of the behind the scenes. Uh, I'm excited. Steve's excited. Check it out, Unto the End. Who's the developer? It's a uh, Mr. Mr. Steven Danton, Two Ton Studios. I hate PlayStation, man. I searched them <laughs> on the website. They're not. Yeah. They're, they don't have a page on the website. And then I realized that even if they did have a page, I couldn't do anything with it. Nope. You can wish list right on the on the console now, at least. Oh, okay. That's so. Something. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Anyways, he guesses whatever. If I could uh, wish list it again, I would. If we could, not. if we could, we would. Stephen, if you're listening, and uh, yeah, we're we're stoked. Stoked. Next bit of news: Bleed Two coming to Game with Gold. For those who don't know, it's Xbox's equivalent or answer to PlayStation Plus. A uh, couple free games. So from December 16th to January 15th, everyone who has uh, Xbox Live Gold or Game Pass Ultimate, which includes Gold, can get Bleed Two from uh, Toronto based indie developer oh i should have had this in there it's miguel isn't it mm, you, i can't remember no ian campbell my bad yeah uh, i think he works at uh Drinkbox now oh yeah working at Drinkbox studios on whatever that is ian campbell in toronto i'm sorry miguel your games are good too um <laughs> game designer uh and yeah working on whatever Drinkbox's next game is now but you can check out the earlier work have you played uh, Bleed One or Two? I played Bleed One. It's good. I haven't. Bleed Two looks more of the same. I would rec- I would uh, recommend. Well, I'm going to be playing it because I have gold. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have gold too. So I guess I could just. Oh, you ultimate? Well, I have. So what we're doing? We haven't really. I haven't really played much of the Xbox lately. In mm-hmm. fact, I haven't really played the S at all. Oh. Um, Heather's been playing a lot because there's like a new Rudo game on. Uh, on uh, Steve, game Pass. it's pronounced. Naruto, Naruto. Um, <laughs> but what we're doing is uh, Pete's Pockets are a staple in the Crane household, and okay. Pete's Pockets lately are having two week Game Pass trials. So we just keep we just keep doing the trials. Like I, the whole time we've had the Xbox Series S now, which is what uh, three weeks or so. We've we've gone through two two trials, and I have another one like ready to go as soon as that one's over. Hot damn. Um, that's what I mean. Like, I know you picked cause you, you're doing the financing option or whatever, mm. right? That's what I mean. Like when it, for game pass, they just, there's just so many different ways you can get it. Like every now and then it's like offer a dollar. And <clears throat> for the trial, if you turn on auto renew, you get the f- next month, like free or whatever. So the last time I have it, I'll, I'll do that. 
Mm-hmm. But until uh, until Pizza Pocket stuff giving me game passes, I won't uh, I won't do it. So we we do have Ultimate, is what I'm trying to get at. So I'll I'll download Bleed Two December sixteenth. I will too. Um, it looks great. Next bit of news: Warframe from London-based Ontario, not the cool one. Indie game studio. Are they indie? They're independent. Yeah, they're in. I mean, by save this for the Discord discussion, Steve, because we'll, we'll we'll come back to this this sticking point. Um, oh, is that a discussion? Oh, I didn't even. Okay. Yeah, sure. right. In regards to the game awards teaser. Oh, okay. Right, right. Um, but um, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. What's their studio called? Uh, Digital Extremes. Digital Extremes, maker of Bioshock 2's underrated uh, multiplayer <laughs> mode. Uh, for for sure. <laughs> announced Warframe is officially coming to PlayStation 5. It's out by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, coming to Series X TBD. What, what do they say in this official blog post? They say coming to Xbox Series X very soon. Uh, I don't know what that means, but it's out now on PS5. It's one of the only like 20 games on the store if you're on your PS5 and you filter by PS5 games now. So that's cool. And there's a new uh, PlayStation Plus booster pack that comes with a bunch of stuff. Um, so I added that to my account and I'll probably never play it cause I don't play a lot of Warframe. Have you, have you, oh, you never, I, I got, I did a decent amount of it. Uh, I haven't played it in quite a while, but I played I wanted, the launch of PS4 cause it was a launch game. Yeah, I did, I did that too. I, but I played more recently than that, like maybe two years ago. Um, but I'm getting so annoyed cause all these like PS4 to PS5 upgrades mm-hmm. have different trophy lists and Ooh. I don't want a separate trophy list. I just want one trophy list. Like I don't like it when games have separate lists. It kind of pisses me off. Um, so I download the PS4. Like for Borderlands Three, I'm playing the I'm playing the PS4 version technically because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the, the like new trophies to sync to my system. Mm. Um, so it's it's but so I saw all the trophies pop or whatever, and I I think I downloaded and then I was just like I don't know if I really. I've been in a good groove of playing games that have like a beginning and end. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not really playing any games that are just like huge, open, like never ending things. So, not really in the mood for Warframe right now. But I'll dive in. It's a, it's fun. I like it. What are they? Tenos? What are they called? Team. Yeah, Tenos. T E Tenos. Oh, and so that's their like event thing. The Teno or Tenocon. Tenocon. Can PS4 and PS5 players play together? Yes. If you upgrade to PS5, you'll still be able to play with your PS4 squad. Yeah, well, updates be has... simultaneous. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah, so updates are simultaneous. PS4, PS5 going forward. Cross-save. Um, account migration from PC. No. Uh, 4K, 60fps. Yes. Will it use the adaptive triggers? Yes. Haptic feedback will be tied to firing your weapons. PS4 trophies transfer to PS5. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they... I think they say it's like ninety, like any of the ones that are, you know, like kill a thousand enemies or something like that. They get mm. you to like ninety nine percent. So then you get it like the very second. So there's a trophy that's literally just play the game for ten hours, mm-hmm. and I guess it just like clocks your time in at like nine hours fifty nine seconds, fifty nine minutes fifty nine seconds or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, and that's the other thing. Games are like handling it different ways. Apparently, I. I think I read, maybe it was Borderlands. I think there was a game that doesn't actually like sync the trophies, like the save doesn't tie it. And then like Spider Man, you need to actually upload your save like within mm-hmm. the game From to do it in game, not the PS Plus save. Yeah, so just so annoying. Man. On hate, Xbox, it just works. That's I all hate, I'll say, Steve. I hate On you Xbox, it just works. I know, I know, I know. I hate. <laughs> uh, 
I got a I got a sticking point with this next story, Steve. So Yellow Brick Games is a new indie in quotes game studio, uh, founded by former uh, Dragon Age creative director Mike Laidlaw. It is based in Quebec City, and they're excited to get started on a new project. Uh, the promo picture everyone memed that kind of looks like a Nickelback album cover. Just these four white guys in like a hall, a white hallway that has lights <laughs> along the side. And it kind of looks the like rep- they're they're posing. Seeing the replies to something <laughs> for the next thing you're about to bring up. <laughs> I uh, I took a picture of four saltine crackers and then took their picture and put it over it and replied, and that got a bunch of likes. So that validated me a little bit. The reason I want to specifically um, criticize the whiteness of this studio is because they go out of their way on their website to say the following, quote, Yellow Brick Games is proud to be an equal opportunity employer, and we strongly believe that the best creative teams are made up of diverse members and strongly encourage people from all backgrounds to apply. Games are for everyone, and the market is global and evolving in real time. A team with a rich mixture of perspectives and skills is best equipped to excel in such a dynamic environment. (laughs) Wow, Steve, doesn't that sound great? Now, you scroll immediately under that block of text, and you see 5, 10, 13 of the pastiest French men I have ever seen in my life. Lots of them, uh, all of them, with some varying degrees of facial hair. And it's quite clear that that hiring text is bullshit, (laughs) and this is very obviously... And apparently there's not even any Anglo speakers on the team. Like, it is a mono French white oh, really? bearded bespectacled male studio um, quote uh, from Tanya Cond uh, vivid foundry. This seems like their quote unquote diversity mandate mandate is just like a humbug wizard of Oz. Good one. Uh, <laughs> they let two of them have different glasses, I guess that's nice. Yeah. Now they hire all kind of white dudes. Beanies are no beanies. Beards are stubble. Glasses are no glasses. Hoodie are just a t-shirt. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I can't help but laugh. It is. Um... They walked into that. They they straight up walked into that, Steve. Like, there's no like. I'm I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, it is so funny the way they just teed yeah, it up I mean, for someone else to knock it down. Yeah, I mean, a new studio is exciting, and and there's a pedigree here or whatever. But like, they yeah, they just they totally set themselves up for. <laughs> for like they should have just they should have looked when they looked at that. They were like. Okay, this is true, but we haven't done this yet, so we should no. just yeah, like, we, we should <laughs> shut up until we have done this. So uh, we should delete this, but um, yeah, shout out to Mike Michelle Michael at M I C H E L and McBride on Twitter, uh, developer on Mondo Museum actually, get oh, hyped, nice. who uh, brought this up, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed the the jokes. Yeah, that's the those are the quote the the like tw- the um, replies that I'm reading right now. There, there's a lot of funny ones. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> from my standpoint, this is from Caitlin Redwing on uh, Twitter. From my standpoint, I would not feel at all comfortable applying to a company that has zero women on their over ten person team. Um, the fact uh, Annabelle Vengeance at uh, Annabelle says on Twitter, the fact their logo has a girl on it, but they couldn't have one on their team is just facepalm. And it's funny because the O in Yellow Brick Road is like this little silhouette of a girl in a dress. Good oh shit, yeah, good I shit. didn't even like. 
yeah. Anyway, they walked into that one. Um, yeah, that's we'll funny. See, I guess we'll see what they work on. Uh, they've teamed up with the EA and Ubisoft veterans. Uh, I would watch those Ubisoft veterans after the year we've seen from them and creative director on Dragon Age. So that's the talent here. And yeah, they will hopefully, hopefully follow the text on their website, but I doubt it. I, I have zero trust. Zero trust in these people, Steve. You start you start at not proving anything to me, and you have to prove yourself to me. Imagine if... So let's just take note. How many people are on this? Uh, it looked like 10, 14. Thir- 13 people. So let's 13. just take note. 13 people. Let's check back in like two months. Mm. See how this... <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, funny. Funny and sad, but funny. Funny and sad. You got to laugh about it. You... Did not like this next trailer at all, Steve. This is Tomb Raider Reloaded from oh, a Vancouver-based uh, Emerald City Games, published by Square Enix London, the real one, not the Ontario one. Uh, Lara blasts onto mobile in 2021. Tomb Raider Reloaded is a free-to-play action arcade game made by Emerald City Games. Uh, again, out there in Vancouver. <laughs> this game looks like a free-to-play mobile game with Lara Croft in it, Steve. I don't know what people are uh, anticipating. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. no gameplay in this trailer. It's a CGI. Well, I guess all games are CGI if you think about it. But it's a, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a no gameplay trailer with just, uh, how would you describe this art style? She's like, it's like, it's cartoony, but like, I don't even know, to be honest. I, that's the thing. I don't really like the art style of her. Like she just. I don't know. Whatever. I guess we'll wait to see what it is. But like you said, it's probably just a typical like free to play thing. There's probably like four different currencies. And... I'll download it. It's free. Why not? Yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. But I've I have low hopes though. But um, but I'm going to completely forget about this game until tomorrow. twenty until the day it's like oh it's out. Yeah, exactly. Until it's out and give it a shot. But until then, whatever. Good work, Emerald City. Got the got the IP. That's that's so hard to do as an indie studio. So big props. Oh, this one, this next one breaks my heart. PS4 version of Star Renegades from Toronto-based Massive Damage, winner of the uh, Indie Fund runner-up, has been delayed to 2021. They're shooting for January. Uh, it is still on Xbox Game Pass on console and PC and Switch, but the PS4 version has been delayed. Uh, Switch players are reporting some problems with the game as well, but Raw Fury mm. says that these are being worked on as soon as possible, and if any players have problems, please reach out to them on Twitter. Mm. So, yeah, uh, it's currently $25 US on Xbox One Series X Switch, and coming to PS4 late. Why does this break your head, Steve? You're really stoked to play this with I'm just really Yeah, I'm just really excited to play it, and I went to play it on PC during Extra Life. By the way, uh, Shout out to patrons because their next the this month uh, Patreon all the Patreon money from this month are going to extra life. Put us over a thousand Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I couldn't get to work, and it's just PC mm-hmm. gaming, man. I don't know. I'm I'm an idiot. I don't know how to do these things, but I tried, and you helped me troubleshoot like while we we're streaming and stuff, and I couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out. And I just want to play it on PS4, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. PS5. And, well, it'll yeah. And um, yeah, it's you know, I mean, delays are good. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with delaying a game it's better than releasing a broken game like miles mm. morales but ooh, ooh. um wait really hold on we'll get to that yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah i was this was i was discussing this discord but um 
it's on Xbox. I mean, like I said, I have Game Pass. I can always just play it. But I'm, I'm kind of just waiting. I, I just want to play it on PS5, you know? Mm. But, you know, take your time. Get, take get your time. Take January 2021 is not that far either. Way, no, so. that's... Well, in the year we've had, that'll be here soon enough. It's weird. Like, this... The, the time... Like, March was, like, two years. And then April to October was, like a few weeks like i don't i don't even know what happened bro we were like memeing about world war three like yeah in january <laughs> yeah super crush ko came out this year i, I streamed that game on twitch.tv slash king games this year that feels like three years ago i know i still haven't played it i tweeted someone on on twitter who was writing for nintendo life or something was like what are some underrated switch games from this year to play and i was like oh super crush ko and everyone replying was like I forgot about that game came out. That feels like it was a 2019 game. And they're like, oh, no, it's 2020. And I was like, yeah, everyone slept on that game and forgot it came out this year. And everyone who did play it still even feels like it was a game from last year. All yeah. that to say, time's fucked. All right, Steve, That's let's right. see which list this. Uh, okay. As you know, and the listeners, but if you don't, uh, this segment is inspired by Steve and Brett's Rest in Peace, frequent wishlisting of games while we were talking about them. Uh, so I was like, hey, let's make it a segment. Every week, I'll pick three upcoming Canadian main games, add to the wish list, help out the algorithm, all hail Gaben, our lord and savior. And yeah, this is how we discover some cool games to cover for the site. We tweet about them when the show goes out and tag everyone <coughs> and show the trailers and get some wish lists then too. But for the first game today... And you actually, you know what? Before we dive into the first game, you're before very we dive honorable the first because game. you have a game on Steam that you could wish list and, and you're mm. not throwing it in and... and I never do any of the wishlist stuff. You you always put this together. So everyone mm-hmm. should just go to Sentience. Search that <laughs> up. S-E-N-T-I-E-N-C-E, Sentience. Yep. Or look up uh, Red Meat Games mm-hmm. and wishlist it. We'll do it in another future thing. I'm, I'm assuming you're just banking it. Because there's, yeah, there's I mean, weeks where we're theme, like, you know? yeah, there's weeks where we're like, oh, man, we need a, <laughs> we need like three games. But um, so it'll show up again. But everyone should go to Sentience because I've already wished Appreciate that. The, the wish lists help us on our end get Valve to see people interested in the game. And uh, when we did the stream with uh, the Escapist, we were part of their fall showcase or whatever. We did get a big spike that day because there were a few thousand people watching, which was cool. Yeah. Do you so you could see like how many people wish listed? Can you see who wish listed and like what they play and stuff like that? Like, do you get their mark? Do you get their emails or anything like that? No, 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 no. You don't get any of that. You just get oh, okay. uh, a graph mm. and like a total number. I see. Do you Maybe get comparisons the comparisons like, with other people that are similar. Like, would you be able to see how your game is doing against like a pretty like another similar game? Steam Spy out? can do that, or they used to be able to before they went went Bravo going dark. But uh, I don't think so. I I know that more established devs get more tools from Steam because that's how it works. But yeah, I'm assuming that's something they have because they obviously recommend you games based on whether people wish list. So like that two games recommended at the bottom of the page has to be from their end putting two and two together. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I don't mean to That's okay. Thanks. No, yeah. I I uh part of the future of my ability to pay rent is on the success of that game. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not below or I'm not above uh, asking people to wish list. More like this, Apex Legends, Crossout. Nope. nope. Star Wars <laughs> Old Republic. No. Lord of the Rings Actually, Online. Eh. No. Anyway, first game on wishlist this today. I was a teenage exocolonist by Northway Games, sometimes in Vancouver, but they're a cool studio in that they like to develop on the road. So they do a lot of development mm. while they're puttering around the world. 
but that's been on hiatus this year. Uh, Northway Games' probably biggest breakout hit was Fantastic Contraption, which is a cool VR game that kind of pioneered the uh, mixed reality streaming, where like it would stream you physically in the game with the controllers, which... Oh. Uh, Actually, Redmi Games tried with one of our uh, VR games, Bloxic VR, which was kind of cool. And uh, that's where I first heard of them and started following them. But this next game was in the news this week because they got signed by Finji. Uh, the indie game publisher is publishing this game, which makes it the third Canadian indie game they, they are publishing. They did Night in the Woods, Tunic, and now I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. But all that to say, releasing spring 2021 and spend your teenage years on an alien planet in this narrative life sim with card-based abilities. Explore, grow up, and fall in love. The choices you make and the skills you master over 10 years will determine the course of your life and the survival of your colony. I am getting a little, I'm, I don't know, it's card, card-based things, we're, we're from, from the first couple I played, not my cup of tea, and mm-hmm. the more games I play with card-based mechanics, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, it's, it's not my favorite genre, or my favorite mechanic in a game, but the thing that does appeal to me about this game Art is style. the sort of uh, um, life sim choices of the game, so yeah. like, there's like branching dialogue trees and different characters you have relationships with like intimate relationships or more just friendly relationships. Um, But it is a deck builder as well. So you build a deck of what looks like trying to figure out from this trailer, what you're doing here. I'm looking at like the gif of it, like what some of them are plus two, if it has the highest value, like I can't really tell what the cards are doing. It looks like it it looks like the cards are your parts of your personality. Cause there's like stress, cry, laugh, um, idealism, wonder think so it looks like or maybe they're actions that your your character Mm. takes so it looks like part of the um choice matter life sim uh story is impacted by your ability to play certain cards that let you do certain things um it looks really pretty the the blend of sort of a isometric walk around the world kind of like um don't starve almost with that perspective and like 2d trees almost and then when you're talking to somebody it's like a a, it's a more close static uh representation of the character and then like a pretty background with some moving effects it looks really cool what do you think steve yeah like i like the art style too like it looks really um like it stands out kind of like this watercolor painting Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm not big on the card deck building stuff either to be honest i haven't really like played that many Mm. But I like the branching path. Like it says, thousand story events, fifty different endings, twenty five jobs, etc. So there's definitely like I feel like it's one of those things where you're, hopefully it's short. Like hopefully you can do stuff in like a couple hours and then give it another shot mm-hmm. and just see all the different branching paths and stuff like that. Um, looks pretty cool. I also like the bottom of the Steam page. A little gif. Plus all the basics: acne, time loops, <laughs> alien pets, growing up, dying young. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that just the way it be? <laughs> I have to ask Steve, is I Was a Teenage Exocolonist by Northway Games on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. You can also download a demo. What is this? So again, I'm a, I'm a Steam idiot. What's yes. this nominate this game for a Steam All award? right, so this time of the year, Steve, is the Steam Awards. They've been doing this for several years now. Uh, basically, 
Um, the community nominates uh, anything with a Steam page. This year, there's different criteria where like the this, the game has to have been released on Steam within the year, uh, or there's like most anticipated and stuff like that. And you basically have to go to that on the featured part of Steam uh, section and add games that way, or on individual game pages, you can nominate it for one of the awards. And if you mm. um, nominate a, a game in every category, play one of them and update a review for one of them, you get a Steam badge for your profile. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's weird, though, because, like, it's just based on when it's released on Steam. So there's, like, games you can nominate that came out, like, years ago that are just on Steam now. Or, mm. um, like, Apex, like, the picture is Season 7, <laughs> and it came out a year and a bit ago, but you can nominate it for Game of the Year. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so in that way, it's kind of weird and loose. But, uh, yeah, that's basically how the Steam Awards work. Chosen by the fans. Next game today on Wishlist This Mad Devils by Itsy Interactive in Edmonton, Alberta. They're hoping to release Q2 2021, and it's wishlistable on Steam. Quote Mad Devils is a co op arcade shooter set in a twisted World War II setting. What does an allied special forces squad who hunt Nazi occultists do when betrayed, killed, and resurrected as demons? their job i like the look of this game steve it's got a a poppy art style um lots of um i'm getting what's the word here steve what's that uh what's that arcade game with the zombies that was on ps3 dead nation dead nation do you get dead nation vibes from this perspective and the the, just the enemies coming in not necessarily dead nation but just sort of the uh, what's that studio what was the studio because they did resogun and Oh, Housemark. Housemark. Yeah, I'm just seeing the Housemark with it. Because um, they it's also twin did. Stick. Yeah, it's twin six shooter. But I'm all, but I'm seeing because they did Dead Nation. But they did what was that? Alienation. Alienation. Alienation Dead Nation. Next Machina. Uh, were all those types of like top down arcade action games, and that's yeah. like the top tags are action adventure arcade. Um, and I get all of those from this. Also, look at the concept art gif on the top yeah, of the no, Steam page. Holy. At that. That looks great. Love that. This game may contain uh, content not inappropriate for all ages. Play as one of six unique characters with their own upgradable weapons and powers and fight side by side with either friend or AI squad mate. So this is a World War II game, which you, I guess, kind of get from the trailer, but uh, it looks like the Nazis are demons. Mad devils, you could say. Mm. Um, and you got to kill them. You just got to kill them. Always good with that. I'm always good at that. I like it. Is this coming to other things? That's a great question. Let me go to their website here. Um, They have an official Twitter for the game, at Mad Devil's Game, but then they also have their uh, studio site. But let's go to the the game site here. Looks like info. It does say Mad Devil's is currently in development for PlayStation 4. Home consoles. I'm, I'm looking at about Mad Devil's. It says, currently available on... Oh wait, hold on. Mad Devils is set to is ready to set itself apart from uh, the action shooter genre from anything currently available on PS4 and PC. From the technical advances made by possible new features in Unity to cutting edge physics and effects, um, but it doesn't say their plans for the game itself. I mean, it does say on their site, Mad Devils is currently in development for PC and home consoles. So okay, I'm I gotta imagine. Then. Yeah, I'm assuming. Also, way to way to throw some shade at the other action arcade games. I mean, you got you got to believe in your product, but 
Yeah, I mean, you got to look out for number one, you know what I mean? You do. Steve, I have to ask, is Mad Devils by AC Interactive on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. And lastly today on wish list this, this week, Crashers of Etheria by Alex Hicks in Toronto, Ontario. It's releasing January 1st on Steam. Happy New Year. Uh, Quote, Crashers of Etheria is a strategy card collecting game. Players use crashers to strategically take out their opponent online or offline. They've got some gifts that sort of explain the uh, game in more detail. And I want to uh, highlight the response. So Alex reached out when I asked um, a week or so ago, hey, what's everyone um, been playing or uh, making this weekend? And Alex replied... Hi, working on my CCG meets curling. Very Canadian, I know. Crashers of Etheria. And I was like, yay, GIF in the Steam description. Steam page still has more GIFs to be filled out, but we're doing a decent job right now. Yes, you are, Alex. And so much so, I want to get people to trade. What does CCG mean, Steve? Do you know? CCG? What was it What was it used in? What context was it used in? Uh, Crashers of Etheria is a unique take on the CCG formula. Card I feel like that's a genre I just don't know because... There's lots of those. Game. CCG game. Stands for collectible card game. The, ah, there you go. And curling. So it's a combination of them. So you're on two sides of this like rhombus, flipped over rhombus shaped arena. And you're throwing the, um, the, the fighters or characters on your team in the form of like a, a curling rock. Yeah. They're called rocks, right? Yeah. I think and so. when you hit another the other team's um, rock, then you deal damage based on that rock's power, it looks like. Yeah. Um, so that's a cool idea. I love curling as like a concept. I've never done it, but... Oh, really? Uh, oh, curling's fun, man. You should... You should. Uh... It looks fun. I love those like... Uh, curling, whenever it's on like SportsCenter highlights or something, it's always the most insane play where like they spin it and it like weaves through two and like knocks five out and everyone's losing their mind. I'm like, I barely get what happened, but I'm glad you guys are excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's um, was was the game already out though? Because there's a post about a Halloween event that just ended. It says planned release date in four weeks. I so. guess zero point zero two three version is out, but I don't see a place on here that you can like buy it or download it or something. Is Maybe it was a demo for a bit, and then they went back into development. They took it off or something. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, regardless. What do you think of the Crashers of Etheria? I like it, yeah. I always like the blending of genres. Um, and still looks fun. You need to get a trailer on this on the Steam page, though. Because uh, looking, looking at the screenshot, you can't really tell what's going on. It's the, the GIF helps. But the GIF helps at the bottom. So you need mm. um, some tra- a trailer just to kind of send the message home. But it looks he says he's working on it. Alex said That's November right. 15th. Uh, more GIFs and descriptions to be added, but doing a decent job right now fingers crossed yeah i'm excited I have to I'll ask. Give it a shot. january 1st is a good good time too i feel like you can get a lot of you know yeah what is that of, i'll be a lot of hunover people playing oh yeah that's a that's right in time for the weekend you buy it friday play all weekend you know yeah i have to ask steve is crashes of Etheria by alex hicks and co their studio is a uh, red panda games on your steam wish list yes it is excellent that's it for wish list this this week 
If you want to get your game in the segment, I want to talk about your game. Steve wants to talk about your game. We want to cover your game. Please send it to us. Contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Tweet at us. I, from time to time, tweet like, hey, what, what, what are people working on? We're looking for your games for wishlist this. Hop in our Discord and share it. Get people's feedback. And then I, slight, on the side, take a, a, a copy of that link and add it to our, our big document. So we will cover it if you put it in front of us, is what I'm trying to say, Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was like what a diverse lineup of games too. You got um, a visual novel dating deck builder, a twin stick arcade action Nazi demon killer, and a curling collecting card game. Like what games are so sick? I'm I'm so excited about games. And and you got Vancouver, Edmonton, and Toronto. Holy shit! I did. That was not even intentional. There you go. Yellow yellow brick games. Pay attention, bro. This is how you do it. Yeah, yellow brick. (laughs) Anywho, let's do some Discord discussion this week. We have two weeks of um, lots of discussions happening in the Discord. I've been enjoying uh, talking to everyone in there about various things. One thing I want to talk about that got a lot of attention was the nominations for the 2020 The Game Awards. Now. Some of these categories are bullshit, Steve. We just got, we just got, I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Call of Duty Mobile is nominated for Mobile again. Game of the Year again. Again. First of all, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Second of all, what? You can't why is it, why is it there game again? Of the year. Like it won Game of the Year the year it came out. All right, fair. It came out that year. Uh, all of the different outlets who get to vote on this picked it. Great. Why does it get to win Game of the Year again, not in the year it came out? What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. No, I, I like, because they already do, and I like this category, they already do the one where it's, like, best, best ongoing game. Ongoing game. Mm-hmm. And, like, Overwatch has won that, and I think GTA Five won at one time or something like that. Like, it should be thrown in there. Like, it, same with Among Us. Like, I know Among Us kind of technically blew came out. It blew up this year. Um, sorry? It, it blew up this year, but it came yeah, out in 2018. Up. Yeah, and it's in the best multiplayer game. And so I'm kind of just like, eh, like, why is it, I guess. Same with Call of Duty Warzone. Was that technically this year, or did that come out late last year? Warzone was 2019. Yeah, so Warzone. See, here's the thing. If it's just, this is the description. This is the description on the category. Best mobile game, quote, for the best game playable on a mobile device. By that metric, any mobile game is qualified for best mobile game so what i'm getting at is grindstone is still the best (laughs) mobile game and should win the 2020 game award for best mobile game if it's just from their web i'm looking at the website right now the category is best game playable on a mobile device any game on the app store qualifies and clearly they're picking games that released one two three years ago and uh among us's case so put grindstone in that's all i have to say I'm surprised. Uh, I'm just. I'm just seeing innovation and accessibility, and Gears Five isn't. Oh, Gears there. Five was next level, Steve. <laughs> yeah, but I guess. But I guess Gears Five was last year technically, but then that technically. Doesn't but it doesn't like the Game Awards isn't okay. And then at the very top of this website, 2020 nominees, the Game Awards is proud to announce the games and individuals nominated for this year's awards. Winners will be revealed live Thursday, December 10th. Anyway, we had some people on our Discord talking about it. This Dragon Slumber developer on Ethernaut said, quote, Fall Guys is an odd one to me. If Fall Guys is indie, then by the same definition, so is any Valve game. And that's kind of bullshit 
Uh, I agree with Dragon because like Half Life Alex could count as an indie game despite being published by a multi billion dollar corporation. Like that's not indie. Fall Guys had like hundreds of developers once you count Devolver and all the extra support on that game, and that's not mobile. I mean, sorry, that's not indie. That's that's big multi million dollar budget production. Hundreds of developers like. What what does indie mean anymore, Steve? Yeah, Mediatonic is apparently, according to Wikipedia, two hundred thirty employees. Oh, they're massive. They they're a powerhouse. So in the UK, what game else is on scene. here? Carry on, Hayes, Blunky. Like like indie doesn't indie just means not Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. That's what it means now, right? And and not EA, not Activision. But like. Is Steam, like, is Valve bigger than EA at this point? Because, like, I mean, they didn't nominate Alex for Indie, but, like, by that definition of Fall Guys being Indie, so could any Valve game. It doesn't make any sense to me, Steve. There are a few uh, other points in Discord. Uh, Blake said, I don't understand how Last of Us was nominated for Game of the Year instead of Best Art Direction. I would agree with that. Last of Us Two, Last of Us Two was a tech flex. Yeah. And if there was if there was a best tech, like, just Isn't that usually. No. Okay. I'll I'll go through. I'm gonna go through these for the people at home. If you don't have time to uh, go through these yourself, game of the year, recognizing the game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Best game direction, best narrative, best art direction, best score and music, best audio design, best performance awarded to an individual for voice over acting motion and or performance best games for impact is a bullshit category doesn't mean anything just get rid of it um what best does ongoing what does, what does he mean or what game, does uh game for impact for a thought-provoking game with a pro social meaning or message meaningless best ongoing game best indie game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. This game was published by Devolver Digital outside the traditional publisher system. Bullshit. Best mobile game. Best indie sport. (laughs) Best VR, AR. Innovation in accessibility. Recognizing software that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. That one makes sense to me. And... Um, it's yeah, I like Hala, it. grounded <clears throat> last of us part two watchdogs legion hyper dot. I don't even know what hyper dot is. I don't know hyper dot is either. Um, lastly, best action, best action adventure, best RPG, best fighting, best family, sim strategy, sports racing, multiplayer content creator of the year, best debut game. That one's all I, anyway. Best esports athlete, best esports coach, best esports event, best esports game, best esports host. Holy shit, esports team. There you go. That's all the categories. Skip, yeah, skip the esports shit. I don't. E, no one cares about esports. Um, well, that's not true. A lot of millions. millions of people. Yeah, literally, more people care about esports than like every major sporting association on the planet. But yeah. except for soccer, probably. FIFA, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably FIFA. These categories just mean less and less every year. Like indie doesn't mean anything any for anymore. Well, at Game least they don't impact. have a, at least they don't have fall guy or sorry, the, the family one where it's just all Nintendo stuff. It is. It is. It's a, uh, not this year. I thought there was more. Well, the one yeah. year it was just like literally every in 2017, it was like every Nintendo game release. They, they've won that category every year. It's I think last year okay. it was that. I think last year it was that too. Best family, animal crossing, crash Four, fall guys, 
Mario Kart Live, Minecraft Dungeons, Paper Mario. So the majority of the best family games, or I guess half, half. are Nintendo. And it, it'll be Nintendo. It'll be, it'll be Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Yeah, it'll be yeah. Animal Crossing. Oh, actually, Fall Guys, maybe. But anyway, Game no. Awards piss me off. Uh, no one should take them seriously as an award show. They, they're they trying to be... Like, the number one um, article on their media coverage panel is how Joff Keighley created the Oscars of video games. You know what I've never seen at the Oscars, Steve? What's that? Oh, announcements it, it, for future things. Announcements for other movies. Uh, hard Drive it public, or, uh, pitched... A, or One of the pitches I saw on Hard Drive was... Uh, Watching Game Awards with Adblocker on turns it into seven minutes of a uh, worth. They announce most of them in the credit, in the commercial breaks. In the stuff like, you have before. They come back and they're like, and these five <laughs> categories are this one. And now, world premiere. Like, who it's pays, not uh, an who award pays, show. Who pays for the Oscars? Is it like a... The Academy. Thing? I think that, the ever... Oh, the Academy. It's like a membership, isn't it? Yeah, okay. So that's what it's like. like pays, that's the reason why he has to do it. Who pays um, for the Oscars? The Academy received $113 million as income for in its awards division. Oh, uh, the we biggest should. chunk comes from Disney, which pays $75 million to broadcast the show on ABC. And also has a bunch of movies up for... And also is... <laughs> Disney was 80% of the box office in 2019, so... Yeah. 0% this year, though. Hey. Um, that's not true. They had a... What? What'd nothing in January, February? I don't think so. I think Bad Boys Four or Three was like the the, the highest grossing movie this year. Who who, who did Sonic? Uh, that wasn't I, them. I don't think it was Disney. Universal, probably. Sonic the Hedgehog was da, 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 da. See, top grossing movies twenty twenty. Who cares? This isn't a show about oh, games. I, 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 I mean movies. Oh, actually, you know what the top grossing movie of uh, of twenty twenty is? What? Uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, apparently. No. Oh, I guess that makes sense. It literally came out the last week of December, so that makes a lot of sense. Oh, wait. Sorry. I was looking at the week, uh, the week of the first. Uh, sorry. That's my bad. I was looking at the wrong week. Bad Boys for Life is number one, 1917, Sonic the Hedgehog, Jumanji. Star, Star Wars not, Episode Nine is the fifth movie, though. <laughs> oh, man. The Anyways. Game Awards are bullshit. You should watch it if you want to see trailers for games or hopefully... Uh, a drunk Joseph Ferris say fuck the Oscars and I, fl- so flip off. I like the Game Awards. I like these award thingies. I like these announcement things. I don't really put too much, like, in anyone's opinion, I don't really put too much credit in. Like, if, what's the game I hate the most on here? Like, if, actually, I mean, all these all these games. In the they're game good games. Here, they're, they're good games. Like if, But if, like, a game I really thought was trash one, I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care that it's like a big just commercial. Like I kind of like we saw the Xbox Series X for the first time at the last Game Awards, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw yeah. like um, so it's exciting, but I don't put much weight into it. And you know, no one else is like putting together a better Game Awards type of thing. So until someone does, apparently Ori and the Will of the Wisps, people were saying got stubbed or snubbed. Mm. Apparently that's like a really amazing game and should have been. Uh, I don't know. I guess out of the game of the year stuff, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing, Last of Us. What's of those six? What's yours? Of those six. Of those six, I haven't played it, but Hades. <laughs> like, <laughs> like of those six, gun to my head, it's just based on what I've seen and read of Hades. It's Hades. Yeah, I haven't played Hades or Doom Eternal, but I would say Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I don't know who will win it, though. That's the thing. Um. 
Oh, geez. See, okay, now here's the other incestuous thing about the Game Awards. Hades was one of the announcements last year. Uh, or two years ago. It was... No, I was still in universe three years ago. I think a while no. ago, yeah. Fourth year, 20... <laughs> what was that? It was 18? a while ago. Don't worry. Anyway, it was one of those like, <laughs> and it's available now in early access on the Epic Games Store. So, however that deal between Supergiant and the Game Awards got set up, if Hades wins Game of the Year awards... Even though Joff's very clear, like the the voting is done by I don't even know the votes until I who won until I open the envelope. The the vote I don't is really think I think he said that he doesn't even vote. No, he can't vote. Yeah. Yeah. The voting's done by um every different organization like IGN, GameSpot, um yeah. whatever, gets like a certain amount of votes that they can send in and then that's cut calculated and it's ninety percent these outlets and 10% audience vote, which is also weird. Um, and yeah. And so based on that, I think it'll probably be, I don't know. We said we, people were saying the same thing about death stranding last year. Cause Jeff and, and Hideo Kojima are BFFs and, and mm. that didn't win. So I don't know. I don't think Jeff is like a, like a, a douchebag or anything like no. that. Like, like I think he's a good guy and just trying his best the way that he thinks it could be done. I just don't like. I just. I really just don't put too much weight in this. Like, I'll watch no. it and enjoy it, but like, whatever Me game too. wins, I'll just be like, sure, whatever. The I hope uh, Sekiro winning was through me. Like, Sekiro is not a mainstream. I, I would m- maybe it is game, but like, it beat out games that I thought would win it based on the the sites who vote on this. Yeah, no, yeah. I hope. Um, I hope Laura Bailey wins as. Uh, best performance is Abby because I thought that was. I thought oh, that would be the best f you to gamers. Like, <laughs> oh man, that can you imagine after the bullshit she had to deal with this year? I know if she wins. Oh, okay, yeah, you convinced me. I want her to win too. I hope she. Yeah. I hope she wins. Oh wait, there's no stage. There's no thing. It's going to be all. Yeah, online, they'll, right? they're doing the zoom in everyone thing. I was going to say, I hope she just like walks on stage with the character's head in her hand and just. Like, I was just walks on stage, <laughs> takes a shit, and then flips everyone off, and then walks off stage. The, I, I'm not saying I'm not insinuating that Joff and whatever is. Um, like if Hades wins, it will be because it was 10% fan vote, 90% these other outlets. But it just looks so mm. sus to have this game that had a, a a marketing partnership announcement with the game awards two two game awards ago win it a, and yeah it it looks horrible it's probably not the only game that video games. qualifies though like i'm sure they showed some of these other games at the game awards at some point they um yeah they had kojima come out on stage and reveal some new death stranding footage yeah like kojima didn't win so i, I don't think <laughs> it won something what did well, he didn't but, win Game of the Year. I don't know. No. I didn't play but Death Stranding it, still. So. It wins stuff. It was okay. It was too long. Yeah. Ori is nominated for Best Art Direction. Yeah. And Apparently, Best I saw score. Him, my Twitter was blowing up with people th- saying that it got uh, snuffed. Steve, that. Resident Evil 3 is nominated for Best Audio Design. What do you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that that's all you give good. it. Yeah. I'm going to control F this page. Resident Evil 3 is only nominated for Best Audio Design. That's fair. I mean... Resident Evil 3 was a good game. It certainly like looks pretty. It plays well and stuff. It was just like way too short. And mm. kind of just not not as like faithful to the the original as Resident Evil 2 remake was. Mm. All that to say, these categories don't make sense. Dragon Slumber, I agree. Uh in the as a category when you're putting these hundreds of developers and multi-million, probably 
hundreds of million for some of these budgets. It doesn't make sense. Indie as a word in games, referring to games, doesn't mean anything anymore. And yeah, that's a, uh, we'll tune in, watch. There might be some uh, Canadian announcements there, hopefully. Um, and yeah, other Discord discussion this week. Blake, Aaron, Steve, and I are starting a professional Rocket League esports team, and we yeah. will be uh, bankrolling uh, the site off of our winnings from different Rocket League tournaments. Yeah, so what, stay are you, tuned what are you going to do with your thousands? Thousands. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Buy a new computer. My computer's garbage, Steve. Sometimes I turn it on, and it just stays on a black screen. Or, like, the other week I was trying to play Apex, and every time we, we like, dropped out of the ship, it just, like, sounded like a jet taking off, and then, like, the, the big black and white text screen came up and i had to like hard reset it it's struggling so hard an upgrade, bro. it's time for an upgrade um yeah so if you want to join more discord discussions about how to become a rocket league esports pro and uh shit on the game awards with us i'm going to be in the game awards or i'm going to be in the discord during the game awards talking about it with people so that'll be exciting any Discord discussions you, you can think about we missed? There was about two weeks of it, so I, we probably missed a few. There was a lot of good discussions. There's Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff. I think Game Awards was the, the big one, though. All right, a couple events I want to plug. Uh, DMG, D- Dames Making Games Toronto, is having a Unity Club Monday, November 30th. So if you're a patron listening the day this goes live, that's tonight. Uh, if you are everyone else, the next one is Monday, December 14th, uh, both those days at 6:30 Eastern quote, have a unity project or many you're working through right now, hang and chat with some pals on challenges, techniques, learning paths, and more. It's free. Check it out in dirty rectangles. The stream of different game developers from across Canada and the world, uh, who want to talk about their games and what they learned or what they want you to learn. Uh, is happening December 9th, 8.30 EST, probably just based on the other ones, but they haven't announced the lineup or speakers yet. So that's twitch.tv slash dirty rectangles. If you have any events you want to plug, hop in our Discord. We have channels for every region across the country. Um, and yeah, we've we've been found, finding a couple there that way, and it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Let's close out the show with what we've been playing, Steve. It's been two weeks with these hot new consoles. Mm-hmm. What have you played? Uh, a Platinum Bugsnacks this morning. Um, overall, that was a pretty fun, cute little adventure and kind of a weird, dark humor to it. But I, th- I liked it. Um, I didn't play Octodad, so I can't like compare because you and I were talking. You like Octodad more. I love Octodad. I never played it. I should really try to find it. I'm sure I got it free somewhere or somehow. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I, th- I think like some of the grinding of the because one of the trophies is basically to catch every single bug snacks at least mm. once. And Gotta catch them all. Some of them are kind of really annoying and it's a little finicky, but overall, like, it's a really fun, cute game. I recommend people give it a shot. Free with PS Plus, rest of the month. That's right. Um, I also platinum Miles Morales. And so, this game was super buggy for me. Like, I had a lot of glitches and just, like, oddities and stuff like that that I didn't hmm. experience in Spider-Man, like, 2018. And I was trying to think. I think there's one other time, but I can't think of it. But I actually had my, my f- only like actual game breaking bug and so i 100 percent the map and then i there's two trophies i hit to get during missions mm-hmm. and so i did the first mi- i replayed the first mission and i got the trophy and then i left the mission and then i was spawned back into the world but as miles morales just like his normal self mm-hmm. and he can't run he can't jump he can't swing i couldn't do anything i restarted it loaded like exit the game loaded back up restarted the mission left the mission 
it then spawned me on top of a building, like doing the Spider-Man stance, but I was stuck because I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Before that, there was a crime. I like lightly jogged to the crime and they just shot at me for five minutes. I never died. <laughs> so the only thing that I like, you had to beat the game twice anyways. And if this happened before I 100% the game, I would have fucking lost my shit. <laughs> but um, I, I basically just abandoned it. Maybe if I had completed the mission, it would have fixed it. But like the game, like legit, that save file is like is useless. Like you could play replay the missions, but other than that, like I was I was stuck. And I don't know if that's ever really happened to me in another game. I've certainly had glitches, but nothing that was actually like breaking my game. But hmm. that being said, I really like that. I really like Miles Morales. Like I'm in the Spider Man mood now. I think I like that it's like a shorter, tighter experience than Spider Man. Like 2018, I like. The crime stuff is just done way better. The side quests are way do- are done way better. Um, you know, it's cool that the, like some of the characters that you meet, like the like the deaf character and, and you sign. And stuff like I that. love. I ship Haley Miles. I'm not normally into relationships and games, but they are so cute. And her side mission, I won't spoil it for anyone, is so cute. And yeah. they're they're great. They're so good. He took an ASL. Uh, elective in school just so you could learn how to talk to her oh it's, it's so cute yeah so i like i liked it a lot did you play it you platinum it, right what'd you do? i did i had a bug uh at the near like two-thirds of the way through my first save where anytime you know how when you start uh a crime or like one of those random pop events there's like two like side objectives you can do like oh yeah stick yeah. five enemies to a wall or air launch five enemies every time i started both were checked already no, <laughs> like really. as i initiated it <laughs> so that was like a bug where i was like oh they just made the game easier for me so um and i also had a bug where i got stuck inside a building and had to hard reset but i got a cool video I'll submit to kotaku highlight reel or something or it's not kotaku highlight reel anymore they left um and i had a few other bugs where um, guys got stuck in walls, but that was a bug I had in Spider-Man OG as well, where like I had to like pulse the R three to find them, and then like hope they walked close oh. to the wall so I could punch them through it. Yeah, I, I briefly remember that. I don't remember twenty eighteen being this buggy though, and, and whatnot. But and it's just weird because I'm like, this is the same game in the same city. Like, how mm. is it? <laughs> how is it worse? And all the bugs I had were not because of like venom attacks, which is like the new thing. Like it was yeah. just. I don't know. It was, it was strange. I don't know if it was just like the COVID stuff and and uh, you know and launching on two different platforms and it's a launch game and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. it was a little disappointing because I think the game, the story is like pretty sweet. Um, the character, like I like Miles Morales, like actually better than Peter Parker. Absolutely. Um, I like the you know I like I just I just like how they simplified. Like you get so many gadgets and shit in 2018 and you never mm-hmm. use them. No. Um, so yeah, I, Miles Morales is like a great like the PS5 launch library is actually like really really good. Like I don't think they're getting credit for just like how legit this launch is. Like some launches will have like a game of the year or like game of the decade contender like Breath of the Wild. I think Halo back in the day, Mario sixty four stuff like that. There's no game like that in here, but like Miles Morales and Sackboy and Del- Demons uh, Demon Souls and. Astrobot, like these are all like really really good games that I would like I would just want to play regardless, even if it was on a system that only has like twenty games <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like you look at Xbox and it doesn't have anything. Just uh Gears five has been optimized for the Series X Steve. Gears Tactics, I guess, came to PC. Gears Tactics, yeah. That's it. So not to poo poo on Xbox, but they don't care about exclusives. They've made they, it pretty clear. Yeah, they don't. Like they they're just they want you to have a box and they want you to get Game Pass. <laughs> so they don't give a shit if you steal the Xbox from someone. They just want you to have Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um I've been playing Sackboy. It's a big adventure with uh with Heather, and that's a really cute game. It's basically Yoshi and just like controls really well and I love that. It's pretty easy. Um I bought a second controller to play with Tori. Yeah, it's it's super fun. Like I really, really like it. Um it's pretty low key. Like you just like it's and like even just platinum in you don't need to hundred percent it. Like everything about the game is just like, Hey, just, you know, come have in fun. and just, yeah. just have fun. Just dress yourself up, give yourself a Mohawk and go out. Like they don't do the building shit. I was surprised that there's like no building whatsoever mm-hmm. of anything. It's not media um, molecule. It's sumo digital. Yeah. But, it, but I mean, it's a little big planet basically, mm-hmm. but it's, I, I really enjoy it. It's like, it's, a, it's just like a nice calm fun game and then i've been playing foregone foregone's been my like play this game for like 20 30 minutes and then kind of bounce from it i do want to platinum it though but I canadian game there you go um i went back and replayed spider-man 2018 on ps4 to get the new game plus and ultimate difficulty trophy on one playthrough and then synced that to ps5 and just watched them all pop which was fun um, but yeah, I beat the game in like six, seven hours. Oh, really? PS- yeah. I skipped every cutscene. just flew. Th- I was on ultimate, but because I was doing new game plus, I was just beast. Like, like I was so overpowered that ultimate didn't even feel like a challenge. Um, and yeah, just like railroaded that game in like a, an evening and then the, the beginning of the next day. And then move the save over got the remastered trophies yeah i don't uh, have my original game so i i gotta that's the thing steve they you have to boot up the ps4 version go to the save file on the menu hit r1 upload you can only upload one at a time so i had to upload like my og save redownload it and then upload my new game plus save and then redownload it to get it on ps5 but that was fun it was playing through spider-man right after beating miles i could i noticed the tone shift hugely like um I forgot about Spider Cop, which was like his oh, personality yeah, his joke, yeah. joke with um, what's her face, the cop lady who tells you what to do. <laughs> and like, it's so weird how it stripped out all of the police content, except for like Miles' dad is a cop and the cops are around. But, and I noticed this in one of the side missions, you meet a cop on a rooftop and he's covering his badge which was a thing, a badge number. There's a black strip over his badge number, which is what cops in New York were doing during the George Floyd protests so that if they were caught on video doing something, you, you, it was harder to identify them. Which feels to me like someone snuck that in or, or that's, that's, not a, that's not something Insomniac would yeah. do. Because you, it's not on other ones, right? No, it was, I, that was the only cop I could find it. Yeah. So I feel like they threw that in there, or someone snuck that in. They'd be like, "I'm upset. We're putting, we're we're doing copaganda in this game, which is what it is." Yeah. And it's not as it's not as prevalent though in Miles Morales because no, like, no. there's not even a named cop character. At any other point. other than his dad, yeah. Other than his dad, who's not. Although, oh right, there is like a side quest with like his dad talking. Oh man, that hit. 
Oh, yeah. Hit, yeah. That hit me in the feels so much. I started to cry. I was like, oh, my oh, God. Man. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the voice acting and characters and performance in Miles is, is leaps and bounds better than the OG Spider-Man. And... Yeah, and even the Peter Parker parts in Miles Morales, I'm just like, oh, I don't like... Um, <laughs> this Spider-Man bugs me now. <laughs> I don't know why. It bugged me because it wants to be Spider-Verse. The game opens, there's like this trap beat playing on his headphones while he like climbs up on the roof and they were trying to do the jump off moment where he starts swinging for the first time and mm. they have the spider verse suit in there with the other frame rate and they're trying to do uncle Aaron and they, they flip it from the movie with who dies and it's not spider verse. It's a open world do all the quests video game and it'll, it, 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 anyway, I was whatever on miles. I like the voice acting a lot. Their characterization was great. The story at the... I don't know. And we're two white people talking about a game about black people. And the game at the end has a moment where they a couple of people see Miles. Uh, I guess minor spoilers for Miles Morales. A couple of people see Miles without the mask on. And it's all the people in Harlem. And they, they like make a line as the reporters run up. And they're like, get out of here, kid. We'll cover for you. And... uh um, the reporter runs up and he's like, did you, did you see him? Uh, and he's like, yeah, we saw him. He's like, who is he? And then they're like, he's our Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And yeah, all yeah. the black people stand in a line and then he swings away. And like, I don't know if that was supposed to land as like a, whoa, yeah, hashtag Black Lives Matter and moment. But it well, felt so unearned in my opinion. <clears throat> well, I think there's other moments in the game where they talk about how that he is the local Spider-Man for... But he literally for, uh, just Harlem. moved there. Like he at the start of the game yeah, just they, got to Harlem. <laughs> I know, but they don't know like they don't know that. But they but like there's there's a few other times where he mentions about how he is in the area or whatever and mm-hmm. that he like he is Harlem's Spider Man. So I th- It felt it, it, it felt unearned to me in the way that um all the women heroes at the end to end game like oh don't worry kid we got this and like oh look at all these women you didn't give a movie to for 10 years in a way that they were like like oh we're gonna do it in the throwaway miles morales spinoff that's not full price not full length not marketed as heavily yeah he's the he's our superhero and it's it's it'll always fall flat because it's never your first foot forward it's never where you put the most resources it's never where you dedicate the most time and effort and money that's how these companies create or, or demonstrate what they value is what they put the most resources into. You had to come out with the white Spider-Man first. It had to do well. And then we'll take that tech copy and paste spin off black Spider-Man half price. And yeah, it's like they snuck in black Panther phase three after like 15 movies were successful. Like, like it's, it'll never be genuine because it's always who hasn't been marketed, uh, game or movie too oh we should do a black one that's mm-hmm. my opinion i know it's probably not the majority opinion it's a little cynical it's very cynical <laughs> but that's that's what it is like these decisions are made based on risk of investment versus projected earnings and yeah and, but and I think that also way they never can, earn those moments but you can also go back 10 years ago and this game wouldn't have existed anyways 10 years ago what was it 2010 we were getting I don't like know. When did my- Prototype had a black hear- hero. Uh, was he? No, he wasn't. Was it? Prototype stars a black guy. Does it? Prototype 2. Oh, 2? 
Prototype right. 2, 2012. What was Prototype 1? No, Prototype 1. All right, so 2010. My point is that you could always use that excuse. So like, yeah, it's better than it was 10 years ago. I'm like, yeah, 10 years ago wasn't... Like, your, your, your benchmark then, but, is low. Yeah, but then, so if it was 10 years ago, no such thing. Ten, and then now it's better. But even and you're then, getting it's, that it's representation. the spin-off. I mean... But then what's it going to be in 10 years from now? Like, what's Spider-Man 2 going to be? Like, is Spider-Man 2 going to be... It's going to be Peter Parker. <laughs> you think so? I yeah. don't know. I, I could see it being both of them, to be Sure. It'll be, bo- it'll be a both of them. But it, can never, it can never be just the black character. Mm. The spinoff in video games especially, you got Far Cry New Dawn, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Um, I mean, you got Last of Us 2 starring... Ellie. Ellie, who's... Is a... White lesbian? lady, <laughs> but a lesbian, right? Like but only it's... after Joel was the star of one. That's the thing. You can ne- your first foot forward can never be the the thing that you're. Actually- I guess I don't understand why it has to be though. Like why can't? Why does that shows like one? like the the decision? Last of Us Two cost more than Last of Us One. Sure, but last but it was proven there was. The Last of Us One was a monumental success, starring grizzled white dad Joel with the Texas accent. And they said, okay, this game beat all our projections, sold 10 million, 50 million copies. We're guaranteed this much with a sequel. Now it can still now it can star Ellie. You know? I, but I still don't I still don't see your argument of why it's a bad thing. That I'm not saying it's a bad the, thing. I'm saying it, it it's it feels unearned. And and I feel like I I've gone too I, far on this. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't necessarily agree. I think it's a very cynical state. I think mm-hmm. you need to like I think relax I'm a little bit. Extremely cynical, Steve. Drink some coke or something, dude. I should. I think it's like it's not a matter of just being like this is what you get and mm-hmm. you should be happy about it. I think it's just like this is progress. Like these are good things. Like Miles Morales, yeah, it's a budget game, but it's also a headlining a console. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's and it's probably going to sell more than Spider Man One. Probably not. Um, on releasing on both consoles and being cheaper. Probably not. No. I don't know. That's I why. Know. That's why it's the less investment and less lower entry. P- price it also just might be less investment to get out the door so that they can have it on on ready for launch dishonored death of the outsider fire cray new dawn uncharted the lost legacy spider-man miles morales it's always the spin-off never the main game is is an observation do with that information what you will but La- but last was two is not a spin-off yeah but okay are we talking about female gay game characters well, I'm talking about non-white guys as the star marginalized characters yeah and I guess in some respects, Last of Us 2 did do that. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> they also just, I mean, spoilers for Last of Us 2. Spoilers spoil, for Last of Us 2. The, they beat the shit out of the white dude in like the first like 30 minutes of the game. All right, like, Steve. Was... <laughs> like, every one of these is a case by case. Every single named black character in The Last of Us 1 and 2 dead. Every yeah. single gay couple either MIA or one of them's dead. So, you know, sure, sure. One step forward, two steps backwards. Anyway. What about Ellie and what's-her-face? MIA by the end of the... Anyway, so spoilers for The Last of Us 2. There is no happy gay no, couple in that, that game. I guess? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'll take a note of that. And <laughs> I, went on, I went on too long about that. I'm sorry. Calm down a little bit. You should get some... Uh, drink some Coke. Have some popcorn. I should have. We have popcorn. Watch Spider-Man 1. Spider-Verse is so good, Steve. It's on Netflix. Everyone should go watch it. 
I I don't want to. I'm sounding cynical, and Miles was. And that's I mean, probably, your argument still stands for Spider Verse that you love, right? It wasn't the first like Spider Man movie. No, it was the best one though. Uh, yeah, probably. Spider Verse is I the really best superhero like movie Spider-Man. ever made. Are you sorry? Did you ask me, or are you? That's what I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm stating and asking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably. I really do like the MCU mm-hmm. Spider Man. They're gonna do something with the next uh, Tom Holland one because they've cast like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and like. The rumor is that it will be Spider Spider Verse. Yeah, so I could see them like doing like maybe Miles from Spider Verse comes in at some point, you know, and it would just be a blend of animated and live action. Well, they hint that Miles is in the MCU in the first uh, Spider Man because um, Donald Glover's character mm-hmm. he like gets the weapons from him or something, and he says something, and I think he even like there's like a screenshot of him being called the prowler or something like that. And he mentioned mm. about how he has a nephew in the, in the neighborhood or something like that. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So they hint that miles Morales is like in the MCU, but it might just, it also just might be like a Easter, Easter egg. Sort of. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, y'all, y'all ready? You calm down. You're good. I'm calm. <laughs> Did you play anything else or? Uh, yeah, we played, um, some call of duty, Cold War. I got it for cheap on Marketplace. Playing How is the... it? Is it good? Should I pick it up? I'm the worst person to ask because the last <coughs> game I got new was Black Ops 2, so this feels like a huge leap for me, but in some of the reviews I've read, because it's using... The Black Ops engine, <coughs> I didn't know, is different than the Modern Warfare engine, and oh, apparently okay. they put a lot more resources into the Modern Warfare engine, so the COD, like, hardcore players I follow say that Cold War feels like a step back mechanically from Modern Warfare 2019, um, but I don't know because last game I really got into was Black Ops Two in like twenty twelve eleven, so it feels great to me. Fair. And Fair. the uh, multiplayer is a lot of fun. Been playing with friends. The zombies. And another thing I didn't realize was a big sticking point with a lot of people is zombies and multiplayer XP used to be separate, and now it's together. And everyone I'm playing with is like, "Thank God, finally, this is great." Yeah, it's great. I, it's might, I might pick it up. It might be like my Christmas. Like, I just get like EB Games money and shit. It might just be the game I pick up. It's the Christmas. best looking because it's the only PS5 game I have that supports 120 frames per second 4K. So mm. when I boot it up and start playing, I'm like, whoa, this is, this feels different. Like, this feels next gen. This is the first game, like, like uh, Spider Man with the performance mode on, I'm like, oh, it's like the 2018 one, but like, you know, frame rate's a little higher. And but this is like double the frame rate of Spider Man and 4K, and it's like, whoa, this looks great. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, it's been fun, and Zombies is fun. Been loving playing that with friends. Shout out to Nick from the stream, helping me get some of those trophies, carrying me, literally respawning me every round of Zombies <laughs> to get to the end to get the trophy. He's the best. Oh, I also got, uh, I found 3D All-Stars cheap on Marketplace. Picked that up because I wanted to experience it firsthand. And it's a terrible port. Um, yeah. And it's garbage and Nintendo's garbage. But we've been over that. Fucking Nintendo. <sighs> I gotta go be a dad. Let's wrap this up. Steve's gotta be a dad and I've gotta be the person editing the show after we finish recording. So that's it for this episode <laughs> of the KingofGetups.com podcast. Episode number 167. Thank you so much for listening. Um, 
pardon my cynicism. Thank you to Steve for keep, always keeping me in check. And if you want to support <laughs> my cynicism and Steve keeping it in check, you can do so over on patreon.com slash devs. Get early access to the show, Discord perks, game keys, discount codes for gaming events. Uh, the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on, covering the King Game Dev scene. Stay tuned in December for our Game of the Year and most anticipated game of 2021 content. We'll be doing polls again like we did last year. Shout out to last year's winners, Groove Gunner for most anticipated of 2020 and uh, The Long Dark Chapter Long 2. Dark. 3? Chapter 3. 2. 3. 2. two three. Uh, story uh, content winning Game of the Year, Best King Game of the Year 20. 19 uh i'm excited to see what wins and uh compiling the list of all these games all the way back to super crush ko is going to be fun too so all that'll be on our site um and if you back us we put your name at the end of the credits every week like these lovely folks uh thank you so much aaron mcleod canuck play david winter david Nagy, e beer elizabeth avery hanel gene leggett jeff shepstone jeffrey cam graf metal Kai Hutchins, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. And if you're a top-tier supporter like Eric Beer, you can get um, your project, your site, whatever you want us to talk about, highlighted every week. So if you want to see what Eric Beer is up to, check out the bot book, thebotbook.com, where you can see their portfolio, all the stuff they're working on and they don't have a Twitter because it stresses them out. Totally understandable. So again, check out Eric's work <laughs> over on thebotbook.com. Thank uh, you for listening. Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. Drop us some feedback and a star. Uh, if you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can send any feedback to me on Twitter or Steve and at Canada Game Devs. We both have access to that account, so we will read your feedback there or contact CanadianGameDevs.com or join our Discord and let us know. Join our Discord anyway. Yeah, just join. Yeah, join our Discord. That's There's a politics at. channel that there Stephen is. likes to be in. I like to talk about politics there, and I like and stonks. To, we can talk about stonks. We do talk about stonks. Stonks. It's really, just me, just saying what I bought and sold and how my stocks are doing. But. I'll get into it one day. Uh, everyone I know in my life, you and um, my boss Reed, got into stocks into their 30s. So I assume that's when every guy that's when kick for you. has to get into <laughs> it. So I assume it'll happen someday. Not today. That's fair. Um, but well, there's, all this education. There's like a meme. It's like a meme going around of like what what sort of thing did you do during COVID? Like with all the sort of just staying in time and like what habit did you pick up or what skill did you redevelop mm-hmm. or develop or whatever? And for me and my friend at work, like we just talk stocks like all day every day, basically <laughs> where we just don't shut up. And there he like Slack was rumored to be bought by Salesforce this week. And so I was just like, oh, are you serious? And he was like, I never joke about us making money. I was like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, so if you want to talk stonks with Steve, join our Discord, hashtag stonks channel. And uh, if you want to talk everything else with me. <laughs> There's also a gaming channel. It's also a gaming channel. We talk about games. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, Steve. People can find you online at Stephen L. Crane. That's right. And me, uh, don't bother looking me up. I'm in the description of at Canada Game Devs. <laughs> easier than trying to spell out my name every time yeah especially since it's wrong it's wrong it's wrong it's just not how you spell steven but that's okay dad i know you listen every week so i love you and i appreciate the effort i'm sure you were tired but um that's not that's <laughs> not how you that's not how you spell steven i don't know what you were thinking thanks for listening everyone and have a fantastic week stay safe out there and two meters wash your hands wash your groceries wear a mask be kind be considerate have a good night bye bye
Oh, man. And then we watched that episode where George Bush moves across the street and he's finishing his memoir and he's like, and as I finished everything oh. I wanted <laughs> in my, my first term, term no there was no need for a second. <laughs> <laughs>